Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. First things first, chocolate starfish is my man Fred Durst, Access Hollywood License Tequila. It's the Chats with Cats podcast. You're here with Rick Denmark, and wow, it's a end of a long weekend. Actually, there's going to be lots of long weekends. Bit of energy. I like that. Three short weeks in a row. Oh, there is two. Anzac next weekend. Yeah. And then Friday last week made it a short week. Monday this week makes it a short week. Anzac Day. Oh, you're getting off on a technicality there, aren't you? Mm. Happy Easter, boys. Yeah. Thank you. Have a good uh, Easter. What'd you get up to? We had a fantastic Easter, Mark. Um, Had all the family up at my place. First time, so you grow up, you move away, you normally go back and converge with your parents or your family or whatever it is, whatever you've got for Easter. Um, But then you get bigger families and all that sort of stuff and then you're taking turns in who's going down at Easter and all that sort of stuff. So we had everyone together again, which was really good, um, up at my place, as I said. It's always eventful, though, when you've got a house that normally has four people in it and then you all of a sudden have 15 people in it. Oh, yeah. A lot of stuff happens. I've got a few things. I'll tell you some things. Okay. I want to hear some things. So I sent a screenshot of a message to you guys the other day. Yeah. Oh, fucking Which one? Our chat's always busy. It is, actually. The chats with cats chat is very busy. It's running hot. So A little hot. What did I do? I went out for something. I had to go and pick something up. I can't remember what it was. Was it the Easter Bunny? More than likely. Get a message from Rachel. Yeah. She said, your dad has just made me rub his feet down with water and vinegar. Water and vinegar. Disgusting. His feet. So fucking gross. What's the, and I've asked I asked him this and he gave me no answer. Have you found out why he wants this to happen? No. What's the benefit? So Rachel I don't ask. Rachel is rubbing your dad's feet with water and vinegar. Yeah, so I'm Googling was, it now. Dad was calling Oh my out god for help for something. So and he was in the lounge room. So yeah. Rachel's wandering past. John's calling out. Rachel. Yep. Hey uh did you get a bucket with some water and put some vinegar in it? And she was thinking, oh, you just want me to bring this to you. Yeah. Right? So she brings it in and he goes, all right, just um, yeah, lifts his feet up on the recliner. 
Yeah. Just rub that into my feet, can you? Rub. It's not even. It's not That's even disgusting. Up. I've just googled it. Do you know what it does? What? And he's kept it a secret. Soaking the feet in vinegar bath or rubbing for ten to twenty minutes may help kill bacteria or fungi, controlling. Oh my god! Contributing to um. He's got tinea. Yeah. And Rachel it's now. It's a foot odor or tinea or something. <laughs> Rachel now has tinea between her <laughs> fingers. <laughs> it's Rachel. What, what what you don't know won't hurt you. Just come and rub my feet. Oh my god! I I just today when we went to dinner before. We made a joke about this, about the vinegar feet. Mm. And Rachel said to me, oh, it was so gross. And I don't know if he knows, but his toenails are fucked. Are they yellow and long? Yes. Oh, they can't. This, yes. this little remedy. And she said, and there's something fungal going on there. Oh, oh no. There you go. Oh. This little remedy hey. could have come in handy for me when I was in high school. I had a really nasty, fungal, disgusting infection between my toes. They used to call me Tintin because in high school we had to take our shoes off during PE and I had this disgusting... Why would you have to do that? Because, I don't know, we had to do something that involved taking your shoes off oh, okay. and that, re- <laughs> that revealed this disgusting tinea infection that I had. And oh, embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, vinegar and water would have been... Amazing during those times. Rachel has an out here from now on. She goes, I'm, I'm not going to rub your feet with it. I'm going to put it in a bucket for 10 to 20 minutes. That's her out. No more rubbing. Soak instead of rub. Yeah, it's better, apparently. Even to offer that to a person is like, okay, that's pretty full on. But then to say, can you rub as well? That's just a whole new level. That's a whole new ball game, dude. Mm. Well, I just would have said no. <laughs> I would have. If you I saw you, yellow toenails, you can get the fuck out of here. And that's my own dad. If he, if seriously, if he said to yeah. me, "Hey, can you rub this into my feet?" I'd be like, "But here's the respectfully, thing. fucking eh, nah, not happening." Here's the thing: you're more comfortable and likely to say no to your own parent than your husband's dad. You know what I mean? Or your Father wife's mum, or something, because you're wanting to do the right thing, impress whatever. Those days are probably over, Rick. But. I, yeah. I, I just re-googled just to make sure that there's not more. There are some more benefits. So although she said fungal, I'm going to say your dad's got yellow toenail fungal feet. All right. So <laughs> this can also help with sore feet in your uh, foot muscles, uh, rid of fit, uh, foot odour, which is what we already talked about, callus treatment. So if you've got big calluses. Oh, I do. I've yeah. Got, I've so got maybe we all start doing it. Um, runners, runners thing. Yeah. Relieve minor sunburn, heal dry skin. Fade age or liver spots. Get rid of toenail fungus, remove warts, uh, and remove cracked skin on the heels. Wow. So your dad's obviously onto something there. He must be doing this for years. He must have had all of those at least. He's probably still got all of them. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Oh, fuck. Is it like, I just wonder where the line is that you've gone too far asking someone who's not blood relative of yours mm. to do something. Like, what's the line? Is it, oh, you know, scratch my back? Give me a massage. Is it? I think that's all acceptable. Could you go and get me a drink from the fridge? Like, uh, where's yeah. the line? So obviously the fridge is like step one, and then there's like I reckon the vinegar and the the feet. That's, that's like, like step eleven. That's <laughs> that's far. <laughs> I was gonna say like yeah, that's like, that's step. That's like double sleeping, figures. Sleeping that's naked in bed is like fifteen. Like it's close <laughs> to bad. <laughs> I've got a sore back. I can't wipe my ass. Could you come and do that for I me? Reckon, yeah. I reckon that's, that's step nine. That's actually <laughs> that's before the vinegar thing. Yeah, it is. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's pretty – that's funny. Okay, so your direct close relative, so like an in-law, 
Okay, that's that's that scale. But then if you go like the cousins are coming over, which you see like once a year or once every two years, that scale then goes out the window, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, right. So what you're saying is there's a multiplier. Yeah. So if it's like one step removed from you, so it's not your parents, your mm. in-law, but then if it's like a second cousin, yeah, that's a, like a factor of four. Yeah, so that's like so that's step 44. Step 44. Oh, oh wow. It gets more awkward, I reckon. Yeah. The more detached you are from that person. I felt really bad for her because obviously, like you said, Mark, she's felt so compelled oh, yeah. to, to do the right thing. Yep. And begrudgingly, she's gone, all right, saddle up. Blood relative, you say, get fucked. That's fucked up. That's weird. Piss off. Do you think? Sit in the corner. Do you but think? someone that, you know, isn't a blood relative that is part of the family, you, you're wanting to say yes. You're not wanting to say yes, but you feel like saying no is probably the right I'd rather not. There. Can you wait till Rick gets home? <laughs> yeah. Three. He knows I wouldn't do it. He's oh. asked me to do something regarding his feet before, and I've said, yeah. respectfully, I love you, but that is never going to happen. So in 2045, 2050, is there going to be a Me Too movement with feet and vinegar? Oh, yeah, he made so. me do it too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's up how, did, how did you guys go on the Easter Sunday, you know, where you, you, know, you open the, the Easter eggs and you, the, the kids are around and you're scoffing chocolate? How did that go? So really good. Yeah. Do you know – so Easter Sunday was yesterday. We we're recording this on a Monday as we come to you live from Aldinga Beach. Um, I didn't eat chocolate until ten thirty p.m. last night. Well played. That's pretty. Good. I haven't had any actually. None all weekend. Oh, okay. Well, you're a fucking hero, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I am. Oh, well done. Have you seen my badge? <laughs> oh, there it is too. Um, <laughs> so four thirty a.m. Get up. Kids are asleep. Go outside. Spread all the Easter eggs outside for the Easter egg hunt. Yeah. And you guys know roughly what the backyard of my house is like, so it's, there's heaps of places to hide them and stuff. It was it's got really that good. beautiful spot where a cricket pitch should be inserted. Oh, I'm going to mow it. I'm going to mow it. Um, yep, spread all the eggs. And then I thought I had a feeling it was like probably quarter to five by the time we'd finished, and I was like, one of the kids is going to wake up soon. So instead of trying to go back to sleep, I just laid in bed and waited for it. Mm. Could have probably got another 45 minutes sleep, which was fucking annoying really. But anyway, kids wake up, waited for the other cousins to come around and then unleashed them on the backyard. Oh, so you did a big clan of kids. Yeah. They oh, okay. Did they have any maps? Nah. Not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Matt. He's up at 4.30 in the morning. He's only been a parent for a few years, Mark. Can we go? <laughs> Sorry, we'll give him a chance. Go on. My, my goddaughter, my niece, Georgia... She got 85 eggs. Fucking hell. So what? many. She had a big bucket. And so she, she bullied like, out all the, uh, the little kids? No, nah, she's just absolutely ripping and tearing. Yeah, right. So she just ran rampant. How many eggs yep. did you put down? So many. Like what, 300? 86? Oh, more, I don't know. She, <laughs> really? She what size? All, one? all little tiny ones? No, all different. So some of the like egg ones, some of the tiny ones. Anyway, varieties. Yeah. But it was really good. The thing that, the thing that you don't realise is... Chocolate for breakfast is not something that anyone should do. But? Even once a year because you do it and kids love it, obviously. They get so excited. They have the chocolate and they go out and find the eggs and they eat it and all that sort of thing and it's great. But then the sugar spike fucking comes flying at you at 9 a.m. And then by 10.30, my my son Moss was unresponsive. Like you, you'd say his name and he's just walking around like a fucking zombie, like foaming at the mouth. Like, 
doesn't eat that much chocolate or sweet food normally, obviously, but it was just pounding chocolate eggs into the fucking core of the earth. Yeah, right. And he for ne- two hours in the morning, and just yeah, it was it was sleep? intense. Wow. Oh, we put actually put him down for a nap yesterday, and he couldn't stay asleep. So oh. he was on a, a massive high. Yeah, and it, the come down. It made me think. When you go to a, a music festival, yeah, or like, doesn't necessarily. Oh, the thing that got me thinking about this is Coachella is on at the moment, mm-hmm. and you see all these people and they're all dressed up and looking yeah. fucking gorgeous, smashing and hot eggs, yeah, at these festivals. But then that's all the Instagram stuff that you see. When you're actually at that festival, you're walking around and there's like dirty, sweaty bitches, oh. mascara hanging off their face, doing lines of chocolate. Absolutely horrendous. And then by, you think about it, the last day of the festival, by the middle of the day, they're all high as hell and bloody cocaine and whatever else they can get their hands on, crying in the toilets. That's what it's like at an Easter egg hunt. So it starts off, everyone's all keen and ready to go, and then they get super high on all their chocolate, and then by 11, 12, they're all absolutely fucked emotional messes. And then you've got to go and clean up after them. So you're breaking up. Instead of it being days, you're doing it by hours with kids. Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it was days. Good Friday, they were all there. Easter Saturday, they were there. But then it's the chocolate high on the And Sunday. the chocolate disappears. And the kids are, you know, grabbing at you like, Dad, I want another, like, chocolate hit. And you're Give like, me a nah, hit. I'm, Give I'm, me a I'm hit. out. I need, I need to call my supply. <laughs> Start shaking on the couch. <laughs> I hid the chocolate in there because they were all just walking around just like, I, I've never seen... Anyone devour that much chocolate in my life? You know what you should do? Just hide one egg. That's it. And bury it underground a little bit. That's it. So when they find it, it means more. You know what I mean? What sort of chocolate do you guys like on Easter? Like, well, just in general. What sort of brand are we talking? Okay, it's got to be Cadbury. Red tulip tastes like fucking dickhole. How bad did you used to feel when you were a kid and you got given a red tulip bunny? Do you know what I used to do, actually? Yeah, red tulip, that's a slap in the face. I used to not like it that much and all the other brands. I used to put all of my chocolate, didn't matter if it was a bunny, egg, small solid eggs, all into the blender and blend it into like a powder and then yeah. put it into like a container and then just eat it by a teaspoon. That, you're a serial killer. Yeah. That's something a serial killer would definitely do. Did it, you really? Yeah, it's really dry and powdery. It was I, a bad idea. I used to be under the impression that lint chocolate was the best, but I've since learned, I think Cadbury, it's just so typical, but I think that's the best chocolate there is. It depends. Yeah, I reckon the chocolate changes. Lint's a little bit too sweet for me. I think Cadbury is the number one. Oh, what are those what balls? Those lint balls? Yeah, yeah. That's like they're amazing. Yeah. And then they try like if you buy one of those boxes and they've got all the different flavors, like the dark chocolate, the dark mint. Fucking ninety percent of that case sucks ass. It's mint. only those red ones that are good. Mint lint chocolate is pretty good. Not gonna lie. Dan just says shit. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it after. Yeah. What, maybe. A, what about? Um, I totally agree with you. Can't go past Cadbury. No. Two things. Do you are you a chewer or a sucker of chocolate? I'm a I'm a sucker until I fold and I'm like fuck this shit. I the flavors. Agree are too with good. Mark. Mm-hmm. Like the thing is, if you're trying to be good on a diet or something, and and it's like, oh, I'm only going to have like one row instead of eating like five rows because you're just chomping it down. You can put it in your mouth and suck on it for ages and it lasts so much longer. It's more delicious. But like Mark said, there comes a point where you just you go, fold. too crack. much, too much. <laughs> <laughs> you and crack it's, under pressure, man. It's so good. Oh, you know wow. what's good though? Um, marvellous creations with the popping candy and yeah. you just suck on it. And then all of a sudden it's like. 
<laughs> if we're to, if we're really getting deep into this whole chocolate thing, you know the one chocolate I fucking love, and it's actually really underrated, and you don't see it a hell of a lot. Do you remember the Wonka chocolate that you could get at yep. the Royal Show? <gasps> the bars? Yes. I'm telling you now, that chocolate is fucking unreal. Mm. That is some of the best chocolate you ever have. You never see it. I have a Wonka thing <sighs> now that you brought that up. It's not related to chocolate. But do you know what Smiths are doing for April and May? I think and maybe even June. It's a yeah. promotion they're doing. Every packet of Mark Chips, if you open it up and on the inside is gold instead of silver... You win ten thousand dollars, just like so the Charlie good. and the Chocolate Factory thing. Oh, really? How cool is that? How many are there in circulation? Um, ten. Ten ten thousands. And I think there might be might might be a major prize or something, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you guys think those those prizes where you're scratchies or opening chip packets or doing anything, are they can have you ever met someone that's actually won something from that? Like are these competitions actually legit? I, okay, you know when you buy a carton of beer and you see on the side like, oh yeah, um, you can win like a holiday to blah, blah, blah. Yeah, or does a jet this, ski or something like that. Does this ever happen? Like what? is it just a scam to get people to buy more alcohol or chocolate or whatever? I have some input for this because I okay. thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought, you know what, fuck this. How, like, I, was like, I never win anything yeah. off these. But you, how many times do you actually enter them? Never. Like I was always like too, too hard basket. I made a pact with myself. It was might have been two years ago where anything I saw – I was going to enter it. So I entered yeah. about 15 competitions, didn't win a thing. Yeah. But I started Googling, oh, was it, it might have been a Facebook page or something yeah. where people were like, yeah, this is what I've won this year. And they were serial competitioners. Like yeah. they'd go and buy stuff and repeat. I've heard about Trying to enter everything. And they actually win like Quite a, a bit. bit of the time. Mm. One in every 1,000 times. Yeah. So they're broke, but they win a $50 <laughs> bag. So that's good. Yeah. That's so true. Now, I went into um, the news agent to buy a paper because I was in it because I got in the best players in the A grade. And that's another story, right? <laughs> oh, you play this weekend. Yeah, I did. Oh, last weekend. Anyway, I bought uh, the paper and the advertiser and because I was there, I thought, all right, I'll buy a scratchy ticket and you're only buying that because you're there, right? So I, I scratch it off, I lose, but there's a second competition within the second scratchy. Chance. Oh, the yeah. second chance. And, I, and I'm like, oh, this will be this will be easy. So to to enter, just put in that code into the website. Mm-hmm. But to do that, I had to sign up. I had to put my name in, my email. Before you know it, I'm getting emails like, oh, spend money on fucking gambling, all this sort of crap. <laughs> and I realized this is just a scam. Yeah. I'm not gonna win. Yeah. There's no and even, chance. And even if you do, you win like $400. It's not worth the 75,000 oh, emails and 30 phone calls you're going to get. with emails and I'm going to have a fucking addiction to the lotto. Yeah. That's pretty much just <laughs> yeah. what, that's what's happened. But that's the thing. With any competition, you've got to sacrifice your email, your phone number, your address. So you're basically selling your soul yeah. to win whatever it is. So unless it's like a mansion, it's not oh, worth doing. God. It's, it's Speaking of mansions though, hospital home lottery. Pretty good. I know someone that won that. Talk to me. Do you? Yeah, my uncle won it. Mm. You just made that up. Mawson Lakes. No, he did. It all makes sense. Go on. (laughs) That's one that sucked me in. Yeah, it's good. I used to see it all the time. I was like, fuck. I don't know how they frame it, but they're like one in X amount of people win or one in 12 people win a prize. And I was like, ah, that's really good. 500 bucks you spend on the ticket, like the maximum entries or whatever Yeah, don't you get 10 tickets for 500 bucks or something? Something stupid. Anyway, we did that a couple of years in a row. The first year... We won two tickets to the movies. Yeah. The most expensive movie tickets we've ever bought. <laughs> yeah. And I think the next year we won nothing. Yeah. Absolute waste of time. Yeah. It's like a bit like my old mate as well. He did the same thing. When was the last time you guys bought a lottery ticket? I buy one every week. Here's the thing. Do you find it funny 
when people buy a ticket to the lottery and they react as though their their chances of winning are like one in like a hundred when really they're like one in thirty million. <laughs> yeah, you know absolutely. What, I mean? like, you what should, are you pissing yourself at? You, sh- you should <laughs> never. You should never react like that to something. No, I know. Do you know how impossible it is? Oh. It's fucked. And do you know what I do? We we play a syndicate at work, which I've told you about. We got five numbers and still won thirty two dollars or whatever it was. It was fucked. Yeah. But my personal account, I just do a three dollar ticket every Wednesday. Mate, so it's. I can't fun. even get my five same game leg multi right in the AFL. And when you lose in the fucking lottery, you act as though it's like some unexpected thing. Yeah. Like, oh, how did I not get one number? Like, I know. It's fucked. Every week after you go and buy your ticket, you like walk out of the news agent and you just do a little leg skip as you walk out. Yeah. Like, yoo this is the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, your chances right. are still one in eight million. Do you so. know what? Because I go to that news agency all the time and their local business with us. I chat to them. I'm like, oh, I've had any big wins lately. They've had heaps of big wins. Heaps of Div 2. So, and someone won $700,000 in a Div 1 not that long ago. So it does happen. It won't happen overnight, but it will happen. Does that vary <laughs> on how many lottery tickets they sell that particular news agent? What do you mean? Like, you know how you said uh, the place you go, they've had a lot of wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the place I go to, they never, ever mention that. There's always certain news agents that have more wins than other places, and that obviously depends on how many tickets they're selling. Well, they reckon, they were saying to me, when they have a Div 1 winner, usually their ticket sales go up massively for the next few months. Okay. Because everyone's it, like, oh, yeah. It's a, this, it's a lucky store. This must be mm. the lucky store. But, yeah, they said, realistically, it's, it's just so random that, you know, that person could have, like, just pick the numbers themselves and they just came up that week. So it's, yeah. it's like the junkies that hang out at the um, pokey dens, I was going to say. No, the pokey rooms at yeah. pubs. And they see someone winning on a machine, they're like, yeah, I've got to go to that machine. Mm. That's the one that pays out. It mm. doesn't make a difference. Nah. You're guessing random numbers. <laughs> it's or not, or it's like, well, this news agency is going to win. So I'll go. Or like when you put $100 into the pokey machine, like, well, it's got to pay out sooner or later. No, it doesn't. It's still going to take your money. That's how it's designed. <laughs> So bad. Oh, do you know? Just while we're on the topic of gambling, I went to Darwin a while ago on a solo trip. Went up there to see my uncle, and there was one day where he was working. And I was like, oh, "I'll just go into the city and have a look around. I'll go for a beer. I'll go and get a meal." So I went to this Irish pub on Mitchell Street, which is like the main street of Darwin City, and I thought, "Oh, I'll play Keno." And I'd never really looked at the rules. I just thought you just picked ten numbers and. Or five numbers. And good luck to you. But there's all sort that you can Different combos. Pick yeah. one, pick two, yeah. heads and tails, odds and evens, whatever. And I was looking at the rules and I don't know whether it was the three or four pints that I'd had, but I thought <laughs> reading the rules, I had convinced myself that you cannot lose at Keno. I'd read all these rules and I was like, I can't believe no one's figured this out before. <laughs> if you bet this way, you can't lose. And what was your theory? I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like... And I, I remember... Going back to Mark Rick goes up and marks every single number on the ticket and puts a dollar on it and gives it to the dude. I remember going back to my uncles and I was like, I don't know if anyone knows this, <laughs> but you actually can't lose at Keno if you play this way. And he's like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> like, trust me, it's right. I've looked at the I've looked at the T's and C's. You can't lose. Anyway, you can lose. Yeah. So did you put heaps of money on? Proceeded to pump like five hundred bucks into the Keno and lost it. Do you know what? Actually, statistically, I made this up, but this is my favorite: is two dollars two numbers returns twenty four bucks. You can play that twelve times, same two numbers, and then you get money back. 
pretty good. What if they never come up? Then you lose your money. I actually have a little bit of a strategy you can use at the casino. No, and this you, isn't just yours. Everyone has this strategy. You can't argue with it. You've obviously heard this. Red right. and black. Yeah. Mm, Doubling. So if you bet at the casino, let's let's just go red, right? If you bet 20 bucks mm-hmm. and you lose and then you bet again and go 40, if you keep going until it lands on red, you'll make profit. But the key is to never, ever stop until you win. Yeah, but you need so enough you, backing though. You could you? get like if you're eight in a row at a loss, you have to go again and double your money again. Mm. So you fun. could be sitting at like putting eight grand down, you've lost that, then you, you can put 16 grand down. You actually can't lose. You need to literally go in there going, like, all right, I want to start off at 100 bucks, but I've got, you know, $200,000 worth of chips. Because yeah. I've seen you black. can't lose. I've seen black come up 13 times in a row. I've got a real life story about this. Oh, fuck this. <laughs> have you seen someone lose real bad? Seen. Yeah. Heard. Been. Oh, you? Me and my mate Cameron. Oh, no. Viney, Moon. Oh, yeah. Okay. We were going on a trip. Where did we go? Anyway, we we're, were in Hobart. Yeah. Oh, Story how sounds good's my memory? Up. We're in Hobart. Yeah. And he goes, let's go to the casino. Okay. We'll, we'll play systems on roulette. Can't lose. Systems. Like, mate. Fucking nice. Let's go and do so it. So we're talking about this thing I'm talking about, right? Exactly that. Yeah. So we're playing and it was like, it was a weird setup. We had computer screens, but there was a person actually spinning the thing in the middle. So yeah, it yeah. wasn't a table. We're at screens and betting that way. Anyway, so we've pumped in 300 bucks each as our kitty, 600 bucks. And we got it up to like two and a half grand. And at that point, Cameron actually said, or one of us said, I think it was him, that'll do us. And I was like... I've heard that before. Mm. I was like, no, nah, let's go. Let's just go one more. Oh, no. Oh. You've ruined the night. So we go, We start going again. Yeah. And it's not coming up. And it's not coming up. And it's not coming up. And the kitty goes to zero. And he goes, I'll quickly go to the ATM. I'll draw another 300 or whatever. And we'll just get it back to where we were. Goes to the ATM. And you can only get out a maximum of 400 bucks in a day at this ATM. So it's gone declined. We're not giving you any more money. And we completely got fucked up. It was like 15 blacks in a row and we just kept watching it go black, black, black and then went to go get more money. By the time we'd come back, a colour would come up. That's no good. It's so bad. Oh, and but don't like, you d- How does that work? Because it's a 50-50 chance. You can't flip a coin that many times. And oh. here's the anomaly. Here's Sometimes the, the it'll land green. on zero. The, yeah. the green. Co- and there's two greens. There's a double zero and the just the a question, normal zero. The question I want to ask you guys is... Do you think that there's a potential chance it's rigged and when the person dealing knows what you guys are doing, so whether you're picking red every time or black, there's a way that they can... But it doesn't matter because especially when he's sitting at these computers, right? So you might have 15 computers all linked to the one table, so they respond to whatever comes up. So if it's red, whatever, it'll pay out red. Those two might be all banking on red, but these other 15 guys are going for um, black. So for the casino, they're not winning or losing anymore. Mm. You know what I mean? I hate casinos. <laughs> no, actually, I've got a strategy. It's one of the best ones. Oh, here we go. No, you can't, honestly, you can't lose. So <laughs> Keep your money in your no, bank. No, so what you do is you, you walk up to the casino and then you turn around and you go home. <laughs> yes. You never lose any money. Oh, my God. That's hell smart. Pretty good. As that's, long as you're not catching a taxi home. That's yeah. a really good strategy. Anyway, gambling's for losers. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, the one thing I didn't tell you, I fell through almost completely through, probably a little bit of an over, over. Is this mayo? How much mayo? Well, not through, 
but I put a big dent in my wall. So this is just three quarters of a jar. Yeah. yeah. So we were sitting at the table the other night, and someone wanted something. And I said, "I'll go. To, I'll get up and get it." And because we had so many people, I've got ten chairs, and I had taken some chairs from my work to fill the table. And I'm so I'm sitting at a chair that's not my normal chair, is what I'm getting at. So I get up. It's a little bit cramped. I've tried to get out from this chair, and I've stacked it and gone to break my fall and like push myself up against the wall, and I've almost basically pushed the fucking whole drywall through. What, like uh, you're inside? Yeah. Oh, and you put a hole through it? Not through it. It's a big dent though. So I'm going to have to bog it up and paint it and all sorts of stuff. Do you know anyone that can do that thing? At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I can do it. Mm. I've always but thought, it's so frustrating. I, I've like always a, thought you know, that. Like, brand new house, one year we've been living there, put a hole in the wall. How big? Oh, the size of my shoulder because that's where I hit it. Ooh. So like a, f- a couple big. of footies. That's big. What? Oh, I'm trying to give you a compliment, mate. <laughs> a couple of footies. I'll take that. Yeah. Thanks, Stan. Yeah, so that's going to be expensive, by the way. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, that was Easter. What about you guys? Anything good? Uh, I worked most of it, so fucking boring for me. But, um, yeah. Did you get any presents for Alison or anything like that? I bought her a bunny on last Monday, and she ate that. So that's that cute. disappeared. That's and cute. that is Easter done. That was. And you went to your grandma's, I hear. Yeah, and I... Has went on a has Gmar Reynolds gone? Uh she's she's a little frail, but she's doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I went on a few runs as well. I behaved. I was very well behaved. So not a big Easter. Can I ask I you turned, something? I turned down a tech house festival yesterday to go to my grandma's house. That's Ooh, beautiful. That's that is good. that's called dedication. You've been grandma uh, grandpa lovey the last couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah, I gave Grandad a little shout out. Have you started being extra good because your footy has turned around? He's on to me. Yeah. Yeah. If I if I didn't play well last week, I would have fucking run. You would have gone. I, I would have been crowd surfing last week. <laughs> so you've got this thing in the back of your head. It's like, hang on, oh. I'm doing all right at footy. Mate. If I make some right decisions in my life, I'm not going to end up a heroin junkie in the uh, a bit too far with the heroin, <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Like you're more, uh, you're motivated more when you're doing well for yeah. sure with footy, hundred percent. That's good. So, are you any chance for best on ground next week? Oh, if I play well, Rick apparently might come to watch me play. You come? Uh, what day? Oh, I'm working Saturday. Is it late yeah. in the afternoon? I've even instructed. I've given him instructions on how to get into the oval for free. <laughs> I'm not a soft. I'm not. No, soft cock's not the right word. I don't want to be cheap. If I'm going to go, I'll pay. No, you won't. Uh, you go. You head straight down. Just give when me your players pass. When you hit the wing, you turn right. <laughs> and you park there. You go through the fence and you come out. The, the yeah, basically the you drive through the fence. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good, good. All right, yeah. moving on. I wanted to just sort of thrash something out with you guys. We've spoken about Nick Kyrgios a little bit. Seems like he's one of my favourite people, but he's just interesting. So Kyrgios's socials, He's always got these young Greek, Italian-looking birds that he's together with, hanging around, whatever. One of them was named Chiara Pisari recently. Nice enough-looking girl, 
you could see something wasn't going right in the relationship, though. How? They were, you know, in their bio, it's like at this person with a love heart, like that's my girlfriend, or you know, mm. people do that shit. So he was with this girl, lots of posting about stuff, love her, this and that. She was the same. It was all very cute, right? Then all of a sudden, they're not following each other anymore. Ooh, something's up. How'd you find that out? He checked. Because you can see. No, you need to check that. I reckon you're really engaged. I think this. you love Curious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is full, this is full engagement. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you're busted. So you're a stalker. <laughs> Go on. There's a sports group I'm part of on no, Facebook. No, no, it's too late. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on. Uh, That's right. I only watch Nick Kiara sleep maybe two, two times a week <laughs> through the window. Anyway, yeah. Kiara Passari goes missing from his socials. Yeah. She's not at his games anymore. Everyone's noticing. Where's she gone? Then they get back together. All of a sudden, it's all back on again. Posting, stories, at the game. Do they explain why all in that, that break? Sort of stuff. I need all the information. No explanation. Okay. However... At the Australian Open, not this year, been but the year before, when he won one of the games, he wrote on the camera. You know how they go and they mm. write on the camera with the texture? Like, yeah, this, that, yeah. this one's for you, Chizzy, or something like that. That must yeah. be his pet name for her. Then it's off again. Now, this is where it gets juicy. So she did one of those things on Instagram, like, ask me a question. And all these people are asking her questions about Nick. Yeah. Oh, are you and Nick still together? Then she puts up a response. No, Nick and I aren't together anymore. Can't really handle being cheated on constantly and blah, blah, blah. So he Nick, can't. He can't cheat. No, she can't. Oh, okay. You mean Nick is cheating on her? What a shock. What, a, what an incredible surprise. I thought Nick was like a really nice, you know, ethical and, you know, no, it's a down su- to earth guy. Yeah, surprising, Dan. Really. He's just down on other women. Good <laughs> <laughs> oh, morals and ethics. And no, it's surprising, Nick. So then that's not enough, though. She starts airing the dirty laundry. Uh-oh. He was away in Sydney. So that he normally lives in Canberra. He was away in Sydney one week and slept with this woman. And then I, he flew me out the next day. And then he was like saying to me, oh, I'd made a mistake. And like he was very open with the fact that he was cheating on her. It sounds like me minus the aeroplane, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and minus the women. Are you a cheater? <laughs> oh, keep going. <laughs> I think we need to dig into yeah, this a little I'll bit more. Write that down, oh, Mark. Yeah, it was years ago. It was years ago. On everyone. Right. So the, anyway, she's aired all this dirty laundry. Pretty hectic, some of the stuff she was going into. Then all of a sudden, a couple of months later, Nick's got this new girl in his life. And her name just completely escaped me. Anyway. Doesn't matter. Story so, Costine Hatsy is her name. How'd you remember that? Mm. No wonder you were stuck. Well, I told you, I've seen him sleeping twice a week. So, I've seen her. Yeah. Bang. Anyway, if you follow Nick at all, you will never be able to not see this girl. She's everywhere he goes. Like, Is he posting her everywhere or she's making sure she's everywhere? He is posting her. She's posting him. The, all of the media stuff, like look at his box and she's, she's there. Mm. I don't think she leaves his side ever. She's at his training sessions. She's at his games. They're doing things. 24-7 together. So my question is, is this girl smart because she knows that Nick's a bit of a piglet and he's out there with his nose in the trough everywhere he goes? Or is she a stage five clinger? So Yeah, so I was just going to say, is she sweet or a stage five clinger? I think if the relationship is new enough and strong enough and they care enough about each other, it's probably, I just want to be there. 
But as, I don't know, how old did you say it was? Three, four months? Oh, they might have, mate, let's call it <clears throat> close to a year now. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's getting, you would have thought the honeymoon phase would have maybe been a thing where she's like, oh, I don't need to follow you everywhere now. But how would you be being a, a sports star? You're a sports star, Mark. You might be able to answer this question. Yeah, okay, I'm on. How would you be, like, I feel like this, I feel like she's probably a bit of a gold digger as well because yeah. they're always posting, like, when they were in LA or Miami or wherever they were recently, Houston, mm. they're always going to shops and buying expensive clothing and all that sort of stuff, driving around in nice cars. Yeah. How, how would you moderate that? Like, Are you saying if I was super rich, would I ever buy expensive stuff? Yeah, are you just turning around and sharing her with gifts or? Uh, how much money do you have? Like, let's just. Let's say 10 million. Can oh, you look up his net worth? Hundred yeah. percent. You you do it. You just do lay it. it on. Yeah, and like you know what? If things fell through in the relationship, do you really think these men, when it ends, they go, "Oh, I wasted all that money on that girl." They don't care, dude. Like, set the money on fire. They do not give a fuck. Okay, so at the age of twenty six, his estimated wealth is fifteen million. Would have been See? fifteen million and eighty thousand, but he got fucked on oh, last week. Oh no! So. I, I spent forty thousand dollars on that girl with clothes and jewelry. But like, that, that's still, yes, it's <sighs> stupid. Really, it's that's, a lot of money. That's a that, no. That's a multi bet. Like I think honestly, obviously as I've gotten older and my more mature, yeah, yeah, and my um, wages increased you start to spend a little bit more frugal on things. Like you might go, instead of getting like shopping for food or shopping for whatever, you might go, oh, instead of getting the home brand stuff, I'll go and get the good stuff because I know it tastes better. Like you spend more on things. I might go and buy a better pair of jeans or shoes. because Instead of calamari, you get the oysters. Yeah, things instead like that. Instead of Bundaberg rum, you get the bottle of wine. Yes, exactly. This is what we're talking okay. about. But I think, right. I think for people that aren't sucked in by all this fucking material shit, it stops at a certain level, no matter how rich you are. You go, like, no, I'm not going to spend $350 on a bottle of red. Like, I'll spend 70 That I can un- justify that, but not that. Uh, and, and things like handbags, like, I can't understand how women want to spend $4,000 on a handbag or guys oh. go out and spend, like, $15,000 on a suit. Like, no. What's the most you'd spend on a suit? Three grand? Yeah. I was thinking, like, 1500 two grand. I'd spend two. Matt, oh my god! Sorry. I got a great question for you guys. Okay, I have a really nice suit. Funny story: the guy that gave it to me is having a wedding in a few months. Is it wrong of me to wear his suit to his wedding? Nah, that'd be a gag. You should. Do yeah, it. I should do it. And you know what? He messaged me like a year ago. Like, when are you going to return it? I'm like, don't worry, dude. I have it. He wasn't asking me. <laughs> he wasn't asking me to like return, return. But he just wanted to know that I still had it. So, because he wants to wear it on his wedding day. No, no, I no. thought you meant he actually gave it to you. No, no, no. He gave it to me to borrow, and I never. <laughs> it. And I'm like, don't worry, dude. I'll, I'll return oh, it. That's such a mark. Thing. Should I? Should I wear it to his wedding, or is it disrespectful? I think like, you should wear it to I his wedding to with, with a backpack with the change of clothes at the end of the night. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but he does. I know he doesn't care, but hand I hand it to him as they're driving <laughs> off in the car. In a, in so, a Coles on, bag. Like, after, go, I, after I've thrown you off. You need to dry it, clean like. that, by the way. <laughs> and it smells of, <laughs> smells of your BO from on the dance floor. Oh, my God. Someone spilled red wine on me. Uh, have a good night. <laughs> yeah, go home and wash that, mate. It's going to be all tickety-boo. You get nah. changed into your running stuff and just jog home. Yeah. Seriously, do I wear it there or do I hire a suit and give it back to him? Why don't you just own a suit? Just go and buy a suit. I do own a suit. It's his. <laughs> 
I think it's a nice suit. Who is this guy? His name's David Gosling. Oh, yeah. oh Gosling, oh, great guy. Um, Carlton supporter, so he's up and about. It's not too late, Dave. Yeah, and he does has no idea. Well, I'm, I'm going to rock up to the wedding, and he's going to go, "Holy fucking shit!" I've just remembered that I lent this guy my suit years ago. And I was wanting to get it back, and now he's rocked up and he's wearing it. What do I do? And you know the answer? Let him wear it, let him have a good time, and just forget about it. It's my suit now, all right? <laughs> oh, I, I want to see the reaction of his face. Yeah, I'll rock up and be like, oh, thanks for ruining my day, man. Well, <laughs> I had to go and buy a new suit for this day just because you were wearing my good one. Uh, it's a nice suit. What do you reckon it's worth? It's a little bit big, but oh, I think it's about a $500 suit. Oh, that's yeah. all right. But still, give it back to him. Yeah, I might. Be better. Okay. Be better. Okay. All right, next one on the list is active shooters. Oh, okay. So just before you guys active got here. Active shooters, man. They annoy the shit out of me, active shooters. They're not very good, are they? Yeah, they're not, they're not typically nice people, Rick. You know how we covered this a year ago? <laughs> you know how we covered this Oh, probably just under a year ago and we were saying like there'd been X amount of mass shootings in America or whatever. Before you guys got here, I was watching the news. Apparently there was another one in America today and then there was that train station one in New York where that guy set off what was it um was it smoke gas, bombs smoke bombs or something fucked up anyway i googled list of mass shootings in USA this year all right and it came up with a list so hang on a sec before we go that 3 months and nine, 18 days so what have we had call it 369 108 days this year something like that roughly yeah okay how many so as of, what's the date today? 18th. Okay, so the 17th of April, there were four different mass shootings and this is how many people were involved. So, so this year, so just one a month is what you're saying? No, I'm saying four in one day yesterday. In America? In America, where four people, nine people, four people and ten people had a bullet enter their body from someone being upset about something. Life is, life is The day before that, yeah. another four shootings. day before that, there was two, two Four, six, and then you go down. There's like one on April 3rd. 18 people were shot dead. Uh, no, six shot dead, 12 injured. You don't hear about them. They're, com- they're that common now. It's just white noise. That it's just it? like a car crash. It's like, oh, well, well we're not going to cover that. And especially over here, we're not hearing it. But when are they going to actually go, enough's enough? Maybe we need to go, no more guns. I don't think it's ever going to happen. Neither do I, but it just doesn't fucking make any sense to me. Do you imagine if you lived somewhere, Houston, I don't know, anywhere, mm-hmm. Texas, you have your breakfast in the morning, sitting around the table with the wife and the kids. Hey, uh, Dan, hope you have a great day at school today. Mark, enjoy your first day at your job. And then off you go to work and someone just decides to, like, it's pretty, probably not the best way to have your day. No, terrible. You just, ah, oh, what happened today? Oh, some fuckwit came in with a gun and just started spraying people oh, across the... Don't you hate it when someone comes in to your workplace with a gun? It's so inconvenient, Dan. Do you know what? This list has uh, a description of what happened and majority of the people that get hit by a bullet are bystanders. It's like... A ricochet. Yeah, no, old, not even that. The old ricochet. Like, oh, I, I, I'm not even going to bother reading that. There's so fucking many. Like, literally, if I scroll down this list, I reckon there would be maybe 300... I don't know. That might be a lot. Maybe 200. But that's a lot. There's like more than fucking one a day. Well, I guess if you're living in the greatest country on earth, which is what they always say, you just put up with it. Oh, I, what, I just... The greatest country on earth. Oh, the land of the free. 
How inconvenient. Give me a Going to the shops spell, to get your milk man. and some fucking psychopath comes in oh. and just starts shooting everyone. Yeah. You put your milk in, like, in oh. the car and it's got half a litre missing because the bullet's no. gone through it. That's right. And it stinks. What do you mean? Milk stinks when it goes just in oh. your car. In <laughs> right, okay, we're being a bit silly here, but fucking hell. America, sort it out. Mm. Honestly. Come on. It's time. Other things that people are unhappy about. Road rage. This yeah. is something you were talking about. Yeah. I want to bring something up. I put this in the comments in the chat a while ago. I was in that stupid car park up at the Blackwood shops and I was reversing out of my car park. Very, I wasn't doing anything wrong, just reversing out of my car park. So I backed back out of the car park and I start driving. F- no, sorry. Some I heard a beep and you always, as an instinct, beep, you stop, you think, oh shit, something happening. The guy behind me beeped me for no reason. He'd flown up off of Coromandel Parade up my backside beeped me for reversing and he wasn't there when I started anyway I thought whatever so I started driving forward and he beeped me again uh oh and I was like that's too far hang on a sec that's too far across the line something's not right so I was stopped and I looked back and I was like what is this guy's problem and then he overtook me and you know it's not a very it's not big wide lanes or anything like that so he overtook me and started driving and I thought have a bit of fun with this so I just started giving him thumbs up. Jeez. Didn't beat back or anything. Just in the mirror. I could oh, good see on you, mate. Could see me. I was thumbs like, up. good on you. You're a legend. Yep, good on you. Thumbs up. Didn't flip him the bird. Oh. Wasn't yelling at him. Didn't beep. Didn't wave my hand out the window. Just thumbs up. This sounds like a scene out of the film, Jewel. Was this guy yeah. in a truck? <laughs> <laughs> I love that film. That's so good. What's it called? Jewel. Jewel. Oh, Is I'll it have to try about this it. truck driver that's just relentless, just never runs out of fuel and just keeps driving? <laughs> Doesn't stop, dude. So we pull out onto the little back street there and I keep giving him thumbs up and then he starts like screaming and yelling and pulled over. Oh. He wanted to fight. Really? Actually wanted fisticuffs. Is this guy a Port Adelaide supporter? Did he see your uh, football size shoulders? Because otherwise he would not want to fight. Must have seen him in his rearview mirror. Yeah. Big mistake. Anyway, pulls over and I just drove past him. I kept giving him the thumbs up. (laughs) And then he pulls up behind me and he's, he's still doing it, beeping, yelling, you know, all this sort of stuff. I'm like... What has happened to this guy for him to be so upset? And I didn't do anything wrong. It's the look of your fucking stupid head doing yeah, this. Fair enough. <laughs> that would anger anyone just With, over and over. Guys, I've got a very big question for you. It's about road rage. Mm. Now, I was driving away from my house the other week and I stopped at a little giveaway spot and there was another guy coming at me, right? Now, as I'm turning, the guy wanted to turn right, I'm turning left. We stopped, we looked at each other, what's happening? I ended up turning. So was this, before you go on, is this like a whoever gets there first yeah, gives way? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it was a very, very frustrating moment, right? And I was like, what's, what's this guy doing? But as I'm turning left, he puts his hand up and has a big smile on his face. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like normally I would be really angry at you, but right now I'm, I feel like we're almost friends. So I wave and we sort of say, you know, have a good day. It was like a Saturday. Like, have a good weekend. And I turn and I'm like, if this happened, say, in the city or like a few k's away from my house. Totally different story. This would have been totally different. Instead of the wave, I would have gone, what the fuck's your problem? And he would have told me to, you know, go and get fucked. He would have flipped me the bird. Yeah. So it's an interesting one. It's like... When something happens near your house, because they live near you, you're yep. inclined to be friendly. But if that same scenario happened further away from your house, it's a completely different story. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Rick, 
Dan, how far away from your house do you need to be before things get ugly? 8.3 kilometres. Okay. That's where I'm it's, using the it, horn. Okay, it's less than that. It, I, reckon it's about, I reckon it's about 1.3 k's. It's like a one kilometre thing. So a little bit further away, that wave becomes a finger and I hope your whole family die. <laughs> <laughs> like it's one of those ones. It's like and, I really hate you now. And, and you get that inside rage. Oh, yeah. Why, do, why is it in a car you become angrier than in normal life? It's literally like I want to invite your family over for Easter. You're a great guy versus mm. I want to fight you in the middle of this fucking strip. <laughs> That's what it is. Mm. And it's, it's probably down to a few hundred metres. <laughs> it's so true. It is. Oh. I have a couple of um, things that have happened like this. So yeah. one happened about, oh, would have been 10 years ago, a bit longer. So I had a mate in the front seat, mate in the back seat, and this guy was tailgating me on Unley Road, like full on right up my ass. That's and not I, on. And I said to the guys, I'm like, fuck, this guy's right up my ass. So my mate in the back seat turns around and starts giving him the finger, like going, fuck off, back off, like doing this. Making decisions for you when you're driving. Mm. That's, oh. that's annoying in yeah. itself. Yeah, and guess what? He, do, he does it two or three times. Yeah. The guy loses his mind. Yeah. He pulls up next to me, had Victorian plates on. So I was like, oh, oh no, oh. not the Victorian plates. He's a Collingwood it, supporter. It was a rundown Commodore. The guy had a blonde mullet. Oh, sorry, a Western Bulldog supporter. He starts, str- strawny. Yeah, he starts swearing. <laughs> going fucking, 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 like yelling all yeah. this like, abuse out the side yeah. of the car. Then he punches the side of my car. Oi. And he goes, oh. pull over, pull over. Do you know what I did? It's the smartest move ever. Both had the windows down. I said, all right, next left, pull over. And he's like, all right. So I got behind him, right? He pulls in. I just kept going. Brilliant. He, he loses me. Brilliant. It's the best way to get out. That's you agree so to a fight, get them, get behind them and get them to turn first. What you've just said, though, you're obviously a fairly level-headed person and you're wanting to keep your cool, you know. I don't mm. want to fight anyone. The person that's with you is now making your decisions for you mm. and the anger that that person could have – Pushed to the side and gone, oh, yeah, no big deal. They're now angry at you for exactly. his decision. For the instigator. That's not on. No. It's annoying. He just taps you on the shoulder from the back seat. He's like, hey, Dan, just booked you into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three minutes' time, just on the it's next like left. That, it's like that scene from Dumb and Dumber <laughs> where Lloyd's like, this is, this is you. Yeah. What, what are my odds in the fight? Well, the guy's from Victoria with a blonde mullet, so not good. <laughs> That's you, huge. Actually, I had the most condescending thing happen to me when Uh-oh. we're talking about car parking and yeah. driving on the road is Blackwood. You know where that um, Anytime Fitness is? It's mm-hmm. a really small corner yeah. car park. Yeah, They've got yeah. the Zambreros and the, the pizza, so the for pizza those, pan. For those that are listening, it's sort of like an L-shaped car park, pretty small. But yeah. as you come round the kink of the L, um, sometimes there could be cars reversing and if you, you don't see If them. you want your car damaged, park in this car yeah. park. Like <laughs> That's pretty much it. So it wasn't speeding, but came around and I was checking all the other cars, make sure they weren't coming back. And then I almost, almost hit this car. Right, I had my P-plates on. This guy reverses out again with his window down. And do you know what he does? He shoves his thumb in his mouth as a pacifier and starts sucking it while he's reversing his car with the, another hand. That's almost bizarre. to say, no, he's almost to say, like, you adolescent driver. That's, um, that's like the Francesco Totti celebration from the 06 World Cup when he scored the penalty. Sucks his thumb. What for? Um, all my critics suck on that. Uh, oh, yeah. that's clever. Yeah, your pacifier, like, shut up. Yeah. Oh, so I haven't, I haven't heard of that little celebration or but road rage incident. I actually got really offended by it. I was like, "That's and but so impressed at the same time." I was like, "I need to do that," but I don't like sucking my thumb. I don't know. If that's really? healthy. Oh, nah. you should, no, you should try it. 
Maybe he got a bee sting and he was just trying to get the sting. <laughs> He's a splinter. It was just like a huge misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, anyway, we're going to move on to our favourite game. Fire away. All right, you, me. I'll go first. It's not me because I've got a little bit of a dark fact for everyone. Oh, wait, Nate. Okay. Buzzkill. I'm going. I'm going. Buzzkill. Oh, guess what? What? Around 50% of orangutans have fractured bones due to falling out of trees on a regular basis. Oh, do you know what a video I was watching recently? I don't know. Pandas falling out of trees. Really? Pandas always fall out of things. <laughs> they look clumsy. Very clumsy. Have you... All the time. Like, if you've Googled pandas falling out of shit, <laughs> they're always falling out of shit. Okay, so, anyway, I do believe your you, orangutans have four, four hands. All right, you go to the Adelaide Zoo. <laughs> One of the most entertaining animals at the zoo is an orangutan. Yeah. They're swinging and swinging, having they, a good time. They've got four hands. How do they, like, it's like trying to hang in a tree with four hands and all four slipping. Makes no sense to me. It doesn't. <laughs> Rick, what's your fact? Hang on. We went into the um, Taronga Zoo with Ginny once hmm. and Who? she took us into the back area where the gorillas or the apes or the orangutans or whatever they are, where they go to feed hmm. in their downtime. And their hands are all fucked up. So maybe they just all have broken fingers and that's what they fall Probably, out. yeah. Because the first time they fell down, broke that finger. Then the next time, it's a compound fracture. <laughs> next Four one. hands. Yeah. All right. Mine is McDonald's introduced drive-through service due to the military. Did you know that? Have you heard about this? No, no, no I haven't. The first McDonald's drive-through was installed in a restaurant based in Sierra Vista, Arizona, located near the Fort Hachuacha military installation. Military rules forbode the soldiers from wearing their military uniforms in public, and they weren't going to change into civilian clothes just to grab a burger. So the restaurant manager, David Rich, came up with a solution to cut a hole in the wall and allow the members of the military to go and pick their food up via that method. That's clever. It's very clever. Absolutely. Mm. Look, at, look at the business model now. Mm. So Everything's got it. Zambreros, Hungry Jacks, McDonald's, KFC, Red Rooster. I could have said 25 more, but that's fine. Wow. Ding. Yours. Okay. The war in Ukraine. Very important, and for a while there, I felt as though Rick and I were relying on you for information and facts because you were fo- following it very closely, all mm-hmm. right? Now, I recently looked up a statistic that was very scary because at the start of the war, I thought, this won't last long. It has since lasted a long time, and it is very, very concerning. My question to you guys is, how many fatalities have there been? On what side, or collectively? In total. Since the war started. I'm going to say... 60,000. 35,000. I thought it was a big number, and it's a lot lower than what you said, but it's still very upsetting. 15,000 people. Now, I remember the number being about 200. I'm like, oh, this is really upsetting. This is sad. And now I'm like, this is beyond a joke. Like, this is really, really full on. Yeah, and it's... Do you see this war progressing further? Well, uh, I I, I'm talking like like a big country gets involved, or is Russia just wanting to take you? If anyone else gets involved, it becomes a world war. That's what I think. It's all about NATO, isn't it? Well, even if someone, well, no, anyone that's not in NATO is not going to get involved. They probably don't have the power to do anything. Mm. It's a NATO country, or it's someone like China backing Russia, which I don't know if that's ever going to happen. But oh god, it's, it's not. It's not sad. going away. I th- I just think 
the footage that we're seeing, like, welcome to 2022. Mm. You're, you're seeing footage of, like, this stuff happening. You're like... Don't know. I, I reckon... Oh, what are we... Uh, I reckon we've got at least three months more before something drastic happens. I think it's going to be in this yuck stage. Little limbo. Of, yeah, like a real yuck limbo. Because it's all about pushing ground forward, pushing ground back. Ukraines are holding things, then surrendering. Then they're, they're winning ground they shouldn't be. But oh, sorry to end on a bad note, guys. It's just a fact that I saw and it blew my mind and I, I felt as though I needed to mention it. Orangutans have four hands. <laughs> see ya. God. I will see you there or I will see you on another time. That was very confusing. I don't know what, if you're going to come or not. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.